Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. All right, welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen. I am flying solo today because Matt Verderam, my co-host, is on vacation. It is a well-deserved vacation. The man's been working his tail off the last few weeks to bring you all the absolute best NFL coverage imaginable over at fansided.com. He's had you covered for free agency. He's had you covered for the draft. He's had you covered on this podcast. So he's taking a well-deserved break to get ready for training camp, and then I'll probably take another break in late summer. This is actually the second time I'm recording this. I didn't do the whole thing, thankfully, because I, I panicked and, and looked at my microphone and realized I had screwed up. But I, I uh, this has happened to me before when I'm recording natively, and I don't turn on the big-ass microphone that I've been leading over for the last 20 minutes, and instead I'm talking into nothing and recording on the speakers, like the microphone on my computer, which is like a foot away, so it sounds like I'm in a battleship. So that wasn't going to be acceptable. So starting over, apologies for that. Not that you were inconvenienced in any way. I just lost 20 minutes of time. Um, But this is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. So a lot to hit today. We've got some listener reviews. I am going to talk. Our main discussion today is about Julio Jones and if the Chiefs should trade for Julio Jones, who's apparently on the block from the Atlanta Falcons. Pretty crazy situation. I don't think most people think Julio Jones is going to end up in Kansas City. But, and there haven't been any reports that I've seen that, they, that they've been poking around. But now that it's out there that, that Jones is on the block for sure, I thought we should talk about it. I think some, I've seen some Chiefs fans chattering on social media. And let's just, let's just take a look. Let's see. Nobody panic. Nobody freak out. Let's just see what happens. Uh, I've got some good information here for you. All right. So let's get into our first listener review. This one comes from Casey Chiefs on Apple Podcasts, which you guys know by now, if you like this podcast and you want to support us, head over to Apple Podcasts and you can leave us a written review over there. And if you leave a question at the end of your review, we will answer it on the podcast. And we would actually love to get to the point where you can update your review if you've done this in the past. We'd love to get to the point where weekly we're getting so many questions that there's enough for us to do like a special mailbag episode or some bonus content for you guys. So Head on over to Apple, leave us those written reviews, leave a question at the end. Like I said, you can update your review, talk to us about cereal, talk to us about whiskey, talk to us about food, talk to us about the Chiefs, who would have thought, all the things we like over here. And you'll hear your name on the podcast. It'd be pretty awesome. I'm also thinking about setting up a a call-in line. So be on the lookout for that. We'd love to actually hear from some of you guys as well. Okay, so back to the review. From KC Chiefs on the 17th of May. A top star podcast. I never miss a podcast. The Chiefs content is always excellent. Matt and Sterling are hysterical and a lot of fun to listen to. They are. Patrick and Matt V are the absolute best. Thank you. That's really kind of you. No one does it better. I'm really excited for this upcoming season, especially with our revamped offensive line. 
I know you guys have discussed the AFC division. I'm curious to know your thoughts about the NFC and who you think will be top contenders for the Super Bowl on the NFC side. It was reported that the Bucks have one of the easiest schedules this season and keeping their team together. What are your thoughts on seeing a repeat to the Super Bowl? This is a great question. And I look, I, I do think the Bucks have to be the favorite right now, especially after what they did to Kansas City in the Super Bowl, which I don't want to talk about too much. But we have to acknowledge how well they played and how ferocious their pass rush and defense was. And it wasn't just the Chiefs. They did it to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers as well. And that's what put them over the top. They did keep the band back together uh, or get the band back together mostly. So they're looking pretty strong heading into the season. And of course, they've got the GOAT in Tom Brady, who's just, I mean, the guy just, you know, he's one of those people. And we'll probably see this with Mahomes as he gets older as well. You just at some point as your physical skills tend to decline, you become that wily veteran. And I think that that's what we've been seeing with Tom Brady. And it's absolutely incredible. The guy just this has always been a part of his game. This isn't just something that he's developed late in his career, but it's something that he has to lean on now is he just knows he's you know that whole thing where like you have to do something for 10,000 hours before you start to master it. I mean, this guy has played so much football at a high level for so long. That like a fine wine, he's just going in there and he's able to read defenses so well. He knows exactly where to go with the football. And like there's not a lot defenses can do when a guy knows where you're going to be exactly and he's able to get the ball out quickly and accurately. You only have so much time to react. If he's getting the ball out in under two seconds or a second and a half or a second, you're just he's gonna cook you for those those little gains as death by a thousand cuts. So I think he's gonna he's going to continue to decline. He can't play forever, but I think that he's going to be able to continue to do that this year. And like other, other quarterbacks, great quarterbacks that we saw late in their careers, guys like John Elway, guys like Peyton Manning, who find themselves on the right team with the right pieces around them there. I mean, Manning could not throw the football very well that last year, but he managed to get it done because of just the IQ side of playing the game. And hopefully that's something that is Patrick Mahomes, in 30 or 40 years starts to decline, we'll, uh, we'll be able to utilize as well. So I think it's got to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think if if Aaron Rodgers, who, who the Packers would be insane to trade because they are Super Bowl contenders, stays in Green Bay, uh, he's you know he was angry last year. He, had just, he just won the MVP. I mean, no, you don't trade this guy and you go and you try to win the Super Bowl with what I think is a really dynamic and exciting team in the Green Bay Packers. If they can put all their crap aside and just go play football, I think they could knock off Tampa Bay. It's going to be interesting. Somebody always pops up. You got to watch out for the 49ers. I think they have a really good coaching staff out there and they've got some good players. Are they in the Super Bowl mix? Yeah. I mean, they got there with Jimmy G once. So who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting in the NFC. Personally, I want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. I want a revenge game for the Chiefs. I want to see maybe Tom Brady's last game be him losing to Patrick Mahomes. So he's coming back. I'd really, really like to see the Chiefs get a chance to avenge last year's loss. All right, we're going to get into this Julio Jones conversation. Thank you for that review in a minute. But first, I do have some breaking news. This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who just launched the Lawnmower 4.0. You guys know I use Manscaped. Matt Verderam uses Manscaped. I've been a subscriber since before they started supporting this podcast. 
And now they're just kind of up in their game. They, the engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. And uh, you've just got to join the over 2 million men worldwide like me, like Vertoram, who trust Manscaped. We've got an exclusive offer for you. You guys are so awesome about supporting the show. Manscaped is continuing to support us as well. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's FANSIDED20. Go to manscaped.com. Uh, you're going to get to try the Lawnmower 4.0. You're going to get to try that ceramic blade that's going to keep you safe. Don't want to be cutting yourself down there. Uh, I recommend the Crop Preserver. Great ball deodorant for you, keeping you fresh and clean and smelling nice down there. Nobody wants to have uh, smelly junk. So head on over to manscaped.com. We really appreciate y'all's support for this podcast. And check out the Lawnmower 4.0. Check out the Crop Preserver. They've got other stuff over there as well. You should definitely check out Fansided20, manscaped.com. Okay, we're going to get back to it. Um, Julio Jones. So the news came out today. There's been, what are they going to do with Julio Jones? This has been floating around. But a lot of people didn't think that the Falcons were going to trade him just simply because they, they didn't draft a quarterback. They could have. And they are sticking with Matt Ryan, and they've been saying that they're in win-now mode. They think that they can win now. And if I wanted to win now, I would be doing that with, with Julio Jones on my roster. But a report came out from Jeff Schultz of The Athletic, and he said that the Falcons would like to trade Julio Jones, uh, in part because they would, they've got like $588,000 of salary cap space left. Uh, Schultz went on to say that some of the teams on the, in the market for Jones are the Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers, New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts, and Los Angeles Chargers. So I'm going to let you know what I think about this. But first, I'm going to head on over to Arrowhead Addict, Matt Connor, who's a co-host of the show and the lead expert over there, runs that site for us. He wrote about this uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm just going to read you what he wrote because I think it's really insightful and it really sets the table for our discussion today. So Matt said, first, Jones is already 32 years old, coming off a season in which he had hamstring issues that held him out of seven regular season games. That's not to say that he wasn't effective in 2020. He still had 86 yards per game and even sent a career high uh, in the most yards per target in 20 with 11.3. But the agent injury combination here is not trending in the right direction. Secondly, Jones isn't exactly cost prohibitive, but he's not cheap in any way. The Falcons would like the Falcons would likely trade him per reports as a post June 1st transaction, which would allow them to stomach the dead cap hit over the first two seasons. If you guys don't know, like that, that signing bonus that you can spread out, that's going to be dead money. You've got to pay the guy that no matter what. So that that money would be the Falcons. But then the, there's the base salary to consider. That's what any team trading for him would have to pay. Uh, Matt continues, but any team trading for him would still be on the hook for the guaranteed salary, which means a cap hit of over 15 million in 2021 and 11 million in 2022. Given the impact of Jones on the field and his fair price tag for the potential as a two-year $26 million rental, the Falcons would be able to expect a decent return. What if it caught, what if the cost was two second round picks for the Chiefs or even a future first? As for the cost, the Chiefs could make it work since they've yet to restructure Tyron Matthew, and they could also push more money out in Patrick Mahomes' mega contract, which will be a running theme every offseason for the next decade. At that rate, it's possible to see Jones alongside Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 
in a historic offense that would be must-watch TV for anyone. You aren't kidding, Matt. Uh, But the Chiefs would be leaning heavily into veteran space when they don't necessarily need to and would consequently sacrifice the balance uh, that the balance of being a long-term contender if they give up more draft assets. Okay, awesome. so uh, if you didn't need any more reason to head over to Arrowhead Addict on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day, to check out what the gang and Matt Connor are writing over there, uh, that's a, a nice little preview for you. Excellent content at all times, keeping you up to date on all things cheese. All right, what do I think here? So... I think the question that we have to ask ourselves in any situation like this, particularly with with Julio Jones, is, is the risk worth the reward? Like, there's certainly an argument to be made that as currently constructed, and I think that's what Matt was getting at, that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. So when he said they don't necessarily need to make this move, I think he's right. Like, hell, they just went to two straight Super Bowls, winning one of them. We're talking about a team here that won 14 regular season games last year and easily dispatched of the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game when many consider Buffalo to be the most complete up-and-comer and and challenger to to Kansas City in the conference. So on top of that, there's no sane human being that can argue right now that the 2021 Chiefs aren't a good measure better than the 2020 Chiefs thanks to the offensive line improvements that they made during the offseason. So the Chiefs are great at manipulating the salary cap, but at some point they're going to run out of moves, right? Like having cheap young assets is is a great way to provide teams with the flexibility to make big free agency moves when they need to, like getting an Orlando Brown, even though that was through a trade, but you guys know what I mean. So you you want the Chiefs to have options. And what is it going to take to get Julio Jones on the roster, especially if there's a bidding war for his services? Uh, a pair of second round picks like Matt Connor suggested, plus a little more, maybe a veteran defender, a young prospect. Did the Chiefs send, say, some picks in McCole Hardman to Atlanta to rent Julio Jones for two years? Like, would you give up a second round pick or two second round picks or a second and a third in McCole Hardman to get Julio Jones for, for two years at the end of his career? You guys have heard me say on the show many times that I think that GMs are too conservative with draft picks. I see those picks as currency, and considering how many draft picks, despite all the research and all the scouting that they do all year long, don't work out, I'm generally in favor of trading them for proven NFL assets when it makes sense. Does Julio Jones make sense? Julio Jones is a proven asset, but he is on the wrong side of 30, and he's had some injury issues in the past, particularly last season. Well, those lingering hamstring issues that Jones has every time he's on my fantasy team, you know, will they start popping up more and more as he got older? If you're looking at last year where he he only played in nine games, that, yeah, that could be the case. So, like, let's just pause for a second. So this is a guy who he's been in the league since 2011. If you're not familiar, you don't watch as much NFC football. And, and he's just had some outrageous seasons. I mean, here, here's his yardage total since coming into the league. 959, 1198, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 1,3, 
so there's no he 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 still has it right like even last year with the injury stuff when he was on the field he was still incredibly dynamic and dangerous for the falcons so on one side jones would be walking into a totally different situation in kansas city than he than he had in atlanta right like on the Falcons, he's the guy defenses know they need to stop. On the Chiefs, like, mother of God, like, what do you do if you're lining up against Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Julio Jones at the same time? Oh, yeah, and Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and not Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, and you've got this new offensive line. Oh, yeah, and now let's throw in Clyde Edwards-Alaire in his second season as a pro. And now he's got some reps under his belt. What's he going to be like this year? So for me, like trading for Julio Jones would be a massive win now move, right? Like it would be the Chiefs saying we're going all in to try to win the next two Super Bowls, winning three out of four and creating a dynasty. And make no mistake, adding a healthy Julio Jones to this offense could make the Chiefs perhaps the biggest Super Bowl favorite of all time. So on one hand, the Chiefs are good enough right now to win it all, but the rest of the NFL is building their team to beat the Chiefs. So if Julio doesn't end up in Kansas City, where does he end up? Does he stay in Atlanta? Then maybe you're not too worried about him. We just we heard from the report that there's some teams that are interested. Some of those teams are AFC teams. I even heard the Titans thrown out. Do you want to see him on the Baltimore Ravens? Right? Like, even if you don't think Lamar Jackson's that great of a passer, I mean, it's friggin' Julio Jones. Lamar Jackson's running around there, extending plays. What do you think is going to happen? How about catching passes from a young and impressive Justin Herbert for the Chargers? Do you want to play Julio Jones twice a year with an ascending quarterback? Could, I guess, maybe the question is like, could nabbing Jones from the Falcons be just as much as a defensive move for the Chiefs as an offensive one? as a move to say, look, we could use another receiver. This guy's friggin' incredible. And frankly, we don't want him to end up on the Patriots and we don't want him to end up on the Colts or the Ravens so that he doesn't like burn us in a, in a tight playoff game because he's Julio Jones. So look, like making a move like this right now for the Chiefs involves some risks, which could be felt a couple years from now. Would you trade... And I guess that's the question, right? Like, would you trade the Chiefs winning one or two Super Bowls in the next two years for maybe, say, a two to four year stretch where they're a little bit light on young guys, they're in some tight salary cap situations, maybe they've got less flexibility to fix some of the new roster holes that are that are going to pop up down the line? Because make no mistake, like, it's going to happen. At some point, we're going to be sitting here and we're going to be like, oh, man, we really need a replacement for Travis Kelsey, a tight ends light, or all of a sudden cornerback gets, you know, who knows, right? Like it's going to happen. Uh, even the, the Chiefs are stacked. And right now it feels like, yeah, they're just going to be stacked forever, but we know how these things go. So after talking through it, I think, I think I'm on board. Like, let's go for it. You know, as long as the price isn't astronomical, if the Chiefs can get it done, with some second rounders or something, do it. I mean, like giving up, giving up McCole Hardman. I don't even know if the Falcons would want McCole Hardman. I don't know what his value is, but like he's young, he's fast, he's potentially still ascending, right? Like I like McCole Hardman. 
does it, it gets you two years of Julio Jones? Like, yeah, there's an injury risk. Maybe it's, uh, but like, I don't know. Like, is McCole Hardman ever going to be Julio Jones even for a year? Like, uh, no. So maybe ship him to Atlanta. Win the Super Bowls now. Ask questions later. Figure out the rest later. Mahomes is going to be here for a long time. And as long as the Chiefs have him, they've got a chance to win. <laughs> I don't know. I'm crazy. Like, would you, would I, like, I don't know. Like, would making this move condemn Mahomes to like an Aaron Rodgers like situation where he's brilliant, but he never quite has enough help around him? Like, I, I think I don't. I'm not so sure. I think Brett Veach has proven to be an excellent GM so far. He's an aggressive GM. He's not afraid to go big game hunting. We we've talked about this. Verderam likes to say that all the time. Like, this is the kind of move Brett Veach likes to make. He likes to bring in big names. Big impact guys. You've seen it over and over again with guys like Frank Clark and, and Orlando Brown. And like, there's no bigger game out there right now, aside from if they're actually stupid enough to trade Aaron Rodgers, who the Chiefs don't need, than Julio Jones. So, I don't think Brett Veach is going to make a dumb move here, right? Like, he's not going to. He probably isn't going to give up a first round pick for Julio Jones, even though Julio Jones is incredible because he's a, he's at the end of his career. It doesn't make sense. And he's a wide receiver. He's not a quarterback. But he is an aggressive GM, and he's not afraid to go big game hunting. I would be surprised if he doesn't at least poke around and call the Falcons. We may never hear about it. He may send a text, call. It doesn't get reported. Julio Jones gets traded to the Ravens or something. But this is the exact... Like this is exactly the kind of big splash move that Brett Veach likes to make. And if he thinks there's value there... He's not an idiot. He's looking at the roster. He knows everybody's gunning for them. They're trying to load up on defense. That's why he went all in and fixing the offensive line. He can look at the roster and be like, holy crap. If I've got Julio Jones out there, I mean, I don't care. Like, play Julio Jones for, like, the first four games, then give him the next, like, eight games off to rest or whatever and make sure you have him for the playoffs. Like, you know, if you've got him in, in some of those big games, like, I just don't know what you do. Like, what do you do if you're a defense? If you can't get to Mahomes, he's already going to shred you with the roster he has. We think that, that that he may be able to do it without Julio Jones, but, like, good God. I, oh, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to take away Tyreek Hill. We're going to try to bracket Travis Kelsey. And now you've got one guy over there on Julio Jones. Julio Jones? G- good luck. <laughs> so... I, you know, I know we're always talking about the future and, and all that. Like, we got to worry about the future. And, and that's that's a smart that like you, you do need to do that in the NFL. You can you can get yourself into trouble. But I just think you add a guy like that to the team if you can do it. I don't know how anybody stops you. I, I don't know. And maybe that's maybe that's where I'm wrong here. Maybe, maybe it's because the Chiefs can win a Super Bowl right now if everyone's healthy and they play well. They're already prohibitive favorites in Vegas. And maybe that's where I'm wrong. Maybe I am, I am sacrificing a couple guys in the future who could pan out for you know a, a, an embarrassment of riches in Julio Jones. But I just think you add this guy, there's no such thing as a slam dunk Super Bowl. But it, it could really be like when the Patriots got Randy Moss, who I know is a different situation, and he looked to be washed up and clearly wasn't. But when they added him to that already really talented team, they were just ridiculous, and they still lost in the Super Bowl, right? So maybe it's not worth it, but I don't know. 
I think it is. I'm I'm going on the record. You guys can let me have it if you want. Leave a review. Say, Patrick, you're an idiot. That's a dumb trade to make. But right now, on paper, a couple second round picks, if that's the deal. Uh, sure. All right. Uh, one last listener review. Uh, and like I said, let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at rpatrickallen. I'd love to hear what you think. Last review from our guy, RPR manager, Clinton, uh, Clint McKenzie. This one, actually, you know, Clint, I don't know if you know this. You left this review on my birthday, 5-13-2021, turned the ripe old age of 38. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the review on my birthday. He says, uh, Chiefs versus Cosmic Brownies. To me, the podcast is like an elite cereal. Fun, nourishing, satisfying, and tough to beat. Another smile for you. The Cleveland Browns, like a disappointing cereal, are packaged as an exciting product, just like that stupid Ghostbuster cereal I bought, but just can't quite live up to the hype. Ultimately, both just end up being soggy, a soggy bowl of nauseating goop. Sorry, Patrick. Clint. Clint knows that I, I have a soft spot for the Browns. I do cheer for the Browns. I'm not cheering for the Chiefs because I'm from Northeast Ohio. I know no, you guys care about that because this is a Chiefs podcast. I'm a Chiefs fan. I will be uh, cheering for the Chiefs when they play the Browns in the opener. Uh, but, you know, I'm a hometown guy. You get a good love to your hometown. And, like, how can you hate on the Browns? Uh, they've stunk forever. But uh, that's why Clint's apologizing to me there. He's right, though. Um if there's anything if there's anything that the Browns are more likely to do this season after finally winning a playoff game and beating the Steelers and all that stuff, it's to come out and just be a complete tire fire this year. Baker Mayfield regresses. The defense isn't any good. They can't you know run the balls effectively because that's that's what the Browns do. That's what the Browns do. Uh, it's just it's just in the DNA. I hope I hope they I think the NFL is better when when teams like the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Buffalo Bills and those those teams are good. So I, I hope they come out and, and they they win and do well and and shake things that make things hard for the Ravens and the AFC North and then get their asses kicked by the Chiefs in the playoffs. But we will see. It's going to be a really interesting long season this year. Seventeen games. I'm. My record predictions are all messed up because I don't know how to do the math anymore. Uh, Never my strong suit. So we'll see. All right, everybody. A little bit tighter because you're only hearing from me. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week, I think, for Rams off vacation next week. So I think he'll be back with me. Uh, But in the meantime, like I said, Apple Podcasts, written reviews, wherever we're else too. Like we're on Stitcher and all those places. Amazon Music. You probably already know that if you're listening to this. But if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the damn podcast. If you just listen to this on a stream or something on Arrowhead Attic, what the hell are you doing? Um, uh, hook us up over on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at rpatrickallen. Verderam is it at Matt Verderam. He may be on vacation, but he's tweeting up a storm, getting his NFL takes out there. He was, he was right in the mix yesterday talking about how Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver and people were trying to say it's Randy Moss. I agree with Verderam, by the way. They're on crack. It was definitely jerry rice and if you did think that you just didn't see jerry rice play all right that's it for me thank you guys so much for listening always appreciate your support and as always go chiefs
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.